Hello and welcome everyone to your favorite virtual bar. It is episode three of Beer 30. I'm your host, Luke McDermott, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Drew Grill. Drew, how you doing today? Uh, Not good, Luke. Not good. Um, Today, in the middle of the day, I just remembered that weird three-eyed monkey that would come on and on Nickelodeon and say, Hi, I'm Paul. Oh, man. That is nightmare fuel. <laughs> Dude, I thought of that today. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, who thought of that? I wasn't ready for that at all. <laughs> me either. Me either, bud. And it just popped into my head today. And it was... The day got weird after that, let's say. Okay, well, I need a beer. So, let's crack <laughs> I one. definitely need a beer after that. I just had to open that with my teeth. All right, well. <laughs> so, to jump into our first topic, we're going to take it back to last week a little bit. Because Tom Cruise will be filming a movie on the International Space Station. Well, he's working on it. I don't think they're working on it. Like him, NASA, and Elon Musk are getting together and like talking about it. What blew my mind was NASA was talking about it. Well, did you see the tweet? Yeah, and they like want it to happen, and it's weird. It's Yeah, they want it to inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists. So it completely makes sense. Oh, I didn't like the, their that. whole tweet was like we're, yeah, like we're happy to be working with Tom Cruise, um, to film a movie on the International Space Station, and like it's to use to inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists. And I was like, that's a really like, it makes sense, but I just have like a few things about it. I'm like, okay, uh, like when are we gonna do this? Because aren't space missions planned like? super far in advance yeah. so is this like 10 years away and he's got to train and like do the g-force uh mich- i don't know what they yeah. call it, and like all that and so does the camera crew and so does everybody else and i mean that's the other question it's how many people are going up there it's like is it just him is it going to be him a camera person and a director like you got to imagine they can't have the whole film crew up there oh no no way like a. They're going to need to minimalize it as much as possible. Um, I don't know. Has Tom Cruise ever uh, directed his own movie? Because if he has, then I mean, maybe he I wouldn't be surprised Yeah, me either. I mean, Tom Cruise is the fucking goat of doing his own stunts. Like, he learned how to fly whatever uh, fighter plane that was in Top Gun. He learned how to do like a crazy tailspin in a helicopter. He attached himself to the wing of a plane for Mission Impossible. He's done like all this crazy stuff. And now he wants to go to space. And everyone always makes fun of Tom Cruise for being short. If he was tall, couldn't go to space. You can't be that tall to go to space. Boom. And now he's going to film in space. And he's going to make all you idiots look stupid for calling him short. And can we talk about how Tom Cruise is the absolute king of the fucking comeback? Because when we were in like, late elementary middle school that dude was a joke especially after that thing on oprah yep. with uh what's her face i can't even think of her name katie holmes like he was a huge joke and now he is a absolute legend of the game especially if he makes this movie like actually in space i i'm really interested to see what it's all about i wonder if it's going to be like <clears throat> if it's going to it has to be fiction right there's no way they're going to make this like just a scientific or like do you think it's a full film yeah it can't like a full-fledged be. movie maybe like parts of it are like they, obviously not all the scenes are going to be in space yeah. but like do you think it will be like a full-fledged movie with some scenes are actually filmed in space well what i thought of like going back to last week which is kind of why i thought of it was uh like this has the opportunity cinematically and just like feet wise cinematically to jump to the top of both of our lists from last week for top alien movies oh yeah if it is like a fictional movie about like aliens whatever but if it's like a like a biopic about like the life of an astronaut or like the training or whatever and then like something else it's a little boring it's cool that they film actually in space very cool but that's uh, that's not going to cut the cake if you really want people to get excited about it 
Yeah, I think that's what worries me with NASA's involvement. Because, like, how, how crazy can NASA go, really, without, like, the public thinking that NASA's basically saying, yeah, aliens exist? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, uh, I didn't even think about that. I don't think NASA would probably be on board with... And it, maybe they would. Maybe they're cool. And maybe they just, like... like- uh, I mean, I really guess now that I think about it, fact. NASA, like, ships are used... Well, wait. No, that's the Martian that NASA's a part of. I don't know if... Is that... I'm trying to think of, like, any alien movies that actually use, like, the NASA uh, emblem or logo. No, but they obviously, like, know that they exist. And I've never heard NASA come out, like, against an alien movie and be like, this is fake. Other than maybe, like... Yeah. No, it's more Neil deGrasse Tyson's bag is point out that's physicists yeah they're just, they're just like that's not physically possible it's like okay yeah <laughs> i remember that. when you're uh, smart neil degrasse tyson uh man i think it was the daily show he like totally roasted john stewart one time for having the globe for the daily show spin the wrong way in the opening and like he just couldn't get over it. they spent like five minutes on it it was hilarious he just gripes about that all the time oh my gosh that's the dirty shit <laughs> no, it's just like this like it doesn't too. matter but he probably looks at that and it's just disgusted oh man yeah i think it's gonna be super interesting but i don't think we'll see it for a long time oh no way and i do like, hope they go the alien route he's kind of old yeah they it has to be fictional or something half-ass interesting other than not that like watching the training of an astronaut and like all that whole process and whatever and going to, to space and the toll it takes on your body isn't interesting but if you're gonna do the first movie shot in space let's do like aliens and crazy shit it's it won't pull like if you're doing a fictional movie that'll pull a much larger crowd of like different people than like I mean, you the could space maybe... training was shot in space. Like I would be, I would go see the space training shot in space, but not like, not a lot of people would. I feel like yeah, very and wrong, I mean, imagine how much this is going to cost. Like I think the movie studio, whoever is definitely got to put in on the price, right? Oh, yeah. So if you want people to actually show up, it's probably got to be an alien type movie or something with some intrigue, like Interstellar. If you want to make your money and make it worthwhile, then it's got to be something like that. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. On to our segments for the day. What are we starting with, Drew? Bouncing or buying? Oh, sorry. You cut out there for me a little bit. Um, Let's bounce. No, let's no. Let's bounce let's first. Buy no, let's buy it. No, because we got to bounce the people first. Actually, let's bounce out. first. Yeah, because we can't yeah. buy. Yeah, I got to end it on a positive note. There you go. Boom. All right. Who are we bouncing? All right. I'm bouncing the marketing and advertising department for Space Force and Tom Cruise's BS. Only because the timing was so bad that we didn't get a chance to talk about it on our last podcast. And I was so (laughs) upset by that. I was like, where's he going with this? Because it fit in. It fit (laughs) so perfectly with what we were talking about last time. And... Oh, man. And this has happened. This is the second time this has happened. Because after our first episode, uh, I'm pretty sure the day of our first episode as well, Parks and Recreation had their reunion special. And I could have talked about that. the community did it, like, not too long after. Yeah, the community just did, uh, like, apparently they just did a table read. Anyways, I'm bouncing all the people that have bad timing, and it's not our fault at all. Well, maybe it made us seem topical, but we didn't really actually talk about the real topic, so probably didn't. It's the marketing and advertising department. Yeah, bouncing them. Bounce. <laughs> Gone. Like like jazz out of the front door in Fresh Prince Bel-Air. All right, who are you bouncing? Okay, I got, uh, I got two, and they kind of go together. First thing is, I don't know if you've seen the video, but the people protesting in Florida right now, outside of... I don't know if it's the Capitol building of Florida or like the capital of this county or whatever, but they're protesting that they, that gyms should be open and that they should be able to get into gyms. Um, oh, they're doing I think... pushups and squats. Yep. 
I've seen They're literally proving the point. You don't need the fucking gym to work out. You have plenty of other shit to do. Which goes into my next people or person, people, whoever I'm bouncing. Uh, anyone acting like they have a fucking clue what's going on right now. I am so sick of people telling me like, oh, I think the bars are going to open this date. Or I think this is going to happen this time and when or why. Whatever, because, you know, my mom's friend who works here said this, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Seriously, you none of us have any idea what's going on. Nothing like this has ever happened in anyone who is alive's lifetime. Just ride the wave. Let's all just ride the wave like it's some wicked acid trip. Okay. The only people I'm listening to right I'm now so are the medical professionals. And the, and what I'm listening to them about is like the precautions I'm supposed to be taking. Yeah. That's and about even it. it. Like other than the precautions, other than the precautions, even like with their predictions and like when they think stuff can open back up, I'm not even listening to that because they, they really don't know either. Yeah. I mean, but, they're estimating like the better than most people, but like they also don't know. I'm, I just, I like you said, I'm just riding the wave here. I'm just like, I'm trying to get through this. I'm, I don't even like want to hope for an end date. I know that sounds bleak, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to put an end date on it. There's no point for that because we just got to ride this out. Yeah. But I like, I like how you said you hope for an end date. Cause that's all any of us can do. We can hope for maybe mid June is going to be okay. Maybe July 4th is going to be somewhat normal. Maybe we can all hang out on July 4th or something like that. That's fine by me. If you say, if you say that to me, like, Hey, I hope, july 4th is normal but if you're like yeah i think the bars are gonna open on may 28th because of this and that i had a girl that i know be like yeah i think the bars are gonna open whatever date because my mom works here and blah 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 blah. and i i don't care if your mom is fucking kim reynolds i'm not gonna believe a single thing you say because none of us have any idea what's going on and just be okay with that we don't know what's going on it's fine it's just Take the precautions, and we're cool. But stop telling me shit you don't know about or understand. Because I don't know about it either. I'm not saying I do. So that's who I'm bouncing, is those fucking people. Get them out. They're gone. Oh, you're done. Hey! You're done. All right. Time to buy around. So we're buying around now. Yep. And for that, I have this. Ooh. We're already done with beer number one, huh? Absolutely. All right. My, the first round going out is for Jerry Stiller, RIP. Now, I don't really... <clears throat> huge RIP. I don't have a ton to say about him. All I know is Seinfeld, King of Queens. All I, remember, I remember him in those mm-hmm. shows. I don't remember a ton, but I he has a huge... For some reason, when I saw his face, it hit me really hard. And I'm not exactly sure why, but man, RIP. There's, we talked about this for the pod. If anyone out there is listening, there's something from our generation, like us, we're 23 and 24 years old here. There's something that he's in that we can't figure out. Maybe it's like a small bit part, but it's something we've all seen. And I've seen King of Queens, like King of Queens is one of my, I think the first episode I had in my Mm -hmm. top five. Um, But... There's something like I just it just popped in my head right now. Actually, was he in Spy Kids or something? Wait, I think you're right. Hold on. Is he in Spy Kids? That might be it. There's there's something. Anyone out there who's like, if you're listening and you it is Spy Kids or something else, and you're screaming at us right now, tweet at us or DM us. Doesn't matter. Let us know because there's something. But big RIP. Jerry Stiller, he's uh, and King of, King of Queens is one of my favorite shows. Like I said, love him. I mean, I remember watching Seinfeld. I like that round. I didn't get I didn't get super into Seinfeld, but I do remember watching Seinfeld and just loving him. And like to hit on what you said, he is. I remember him being in like those small, like little bit pieces of like comedy movies, but I can't. I, I dude, for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. I mean, I looked through his I am. Um, IMDB. I just it's for some reason I can't find mm. it and figure it out. 
Well, what I learned today, well, what it seems like I think I learned today about him, because I really only knew about King of Queens and just, like, knew his face. I didn't even know he was Ben Stiller's dad until, like, two weeks ago, honestly. A co-worker of mine said it, and I, it blew my mind. Um, uh, he was, like, a trained theater actor, like, big time. Oh. Theatrical actor. So there's a lot of other stuff he's been in. That none of us have ever seen that are like serious, and I'm sure the guy can sing if he was like that. So maybe that, uh, maybe I've seen him in something in a singing role. I I can yeah, I can envision I him singing. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just something we've. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I like that round. Yep. All right, Drew. Ah, uh, I'm gonna get a little little serious here. Bring down the mood. Sorry, everyone listening, but it's a little personal. I'm buying around for everybody who just celebrated Mother's Day without their mom for maybe the first or f- maybe second, third time, something like that. Because, um, like, I personally know what that's like, and I'm 13. This is my 13th now, Mother's Day. Or 12th, because, yeah, 13th is going to be in a couple weeks. But anyway, like, I know it sucks, and it's really shitty, but, like, trust me, it gets better. Like I act like I genuinely love Mother's Day now. Twelve years later, I used to hate it, but now it's just like fun stories about my mom, with my grandma and like everybody, my dad and stuff, and it's stuff I've never heard before. It's actually really cool, and I like again. Sorry to bring down the mood, uh, but like I'm just buying it around for everybody out there. I know a couple people whose moms recently passed, and like, trust me, it gets better. Cheers. Cheers. We got to get serious sometimes. Hey, yeah, right? I mean, the bar's not always for <laughs> happy-go-lucky stuff, man. Oh, no, it is not. <laughs> That's such a good point. Oh, my God. To keep the mom topic going, <laughs> and for Mother's Day, we wanted to go through our top five fictional moms. So, Drew. <laughs> this is, like, this is a hard list. Oh, my God, So, we're dude. doing... Oh, wait, we're doing top five best good fictional moms, and we're going to do a top three worst. worst. Yeah, best and worst, but we're only doing top three first. Yeah. We're going to start with good. Yeah, hit me with your number five, my man. Okay. But this is in, oh, man, this is such an insanely hard list. I had so many good ones. Bad ones were kind of hard to come up with. Actually, no, I have more. I had that backwards. I had more bad than good. I thought the good ones are really hard. To I have really good ones. But anyway. Only a few bad. Really? Yeah, I only had a few bad ones. Okay. Damn. All right. Well, my number five for best fictional moms is Kitty Foreman. She raises basically, she other outside of Lori, because Lori's a whore. We all know that. <laughs> but <laughs> outside of uh, Lori, she basically raises Eric, takes in Hyde. Uh, Kelso's mom is never around, so she's basically like a mom to Kelso. She's definitely like a mom to Fez, especially in the later seasons. Uh, and Jackie, she's a mom to. And Donna, especially when Midge leaves Bob. So she basically raises like seven kids, only, well, six kids, and only t- one is her own because I'm throwing Lori out. And she's, and like my favorite part about Kitty and just like that 70 shows general, they make her like real. Like she drinks. And she has, like, those mom episodes where she gets really drunk and, like, does that, like, mom drunk thing kind of, Yes, you know? exactly. Yes, I absolutely know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and she says bad things about people and whatever, and, like, gossips in it. They make her very, very real, but she is, like, when Kitty gets sweet and, like, wise and all that, it's amazing. I love Kitty Foreman. Well, I also had Kitty Foreman. <laughs> she was my number four. And I agree with basically okay. everything he just said. The I think the cool thing about her is the times where she gets so real. And she like yeah. she's because she has that such uppity and happy like personality when she does get down you're like, "Oh shit." Like this is real. I love this. My absolute my absolute favorite Kitty Foreman moment is her coming to the basement when she's trying to quit smoking, but her mom's there, and like all the kids are down there, 
And she's like, somebody give me a cigarette. And Eric's like, what? We don't smoke. And she goes, I'm a nurse. I know one in five teenagers smokes. And she counts all, like, all five of them. And she goes, so I'm going to close my eyes. And I'm going to put my two fingers up. And after I count to five, there better be a cigarette <laughs> two fingers. <laughs> and, like, just to, and Hyde gives her a cigarette, I'm pretty sure. And then she asks for a lighter and everyone's <laughs> I can relate to that last part for sure. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, your number five. My number then. five is Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince Bel Air. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Now, obviously, the name is a little bit misleading, but she she is a mother to her own children, and then she's also mother to um, her sister's son and Will. Will. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I love Aunt Viv. She's so supportive of her children. And, but she's also like very stern with them, making sure that they like know what's right and what's wrong and like how they're supposed to act and like when to stand up for themselves. So, yeah, Aunt Viv. Um, we need to uh, double down after our first episode. Janet Hubert is the better Aunt Viv. Absolutely. Just just to, just to double down on that. Not that Daphne Reed wasn't great, but Jenny Hubert was by far the better Aunt Viv. And the fact that they kicked her off that show for getting pregnant is an outrage. <laughs> she was so amazing. I completely forgot. We like did. my thing is when I oh envision Aunt Viv, it's her. It's Janet Hubert. I don't. I like. I have a hard time picturing. Who? who what's her name? Daphne something. Uh, Daphne. Reed. Yeah, I have a hard time yeah, picturing definitely. her. Like I, Janet Hubert's just like the immediate image that pops into my head. Agreed. Like it, you can't think of that show without thinking of her. As if you do, then you're either younger than us or you're just flat out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or you having a different a different opinion. But okay, yes. No, 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 no. You're just wrong. It's not no. Mm. <laughs> All right. You're number four. Uh, my number four is Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill, specifically volume two, but both films, because the whole point is she's setting out to kill everyone who's responsible for her, like, well, them trying to kill her and them killing her baby because she was pregnant when they killed her. And also, she got pregnant from uh, the leader of, like, a a literal league of assassins who was a crazy, like, murdering bastard. He got her pregnant, and she immediately left and went to bumfuck nowhere, Oklahoma, to get away from him so he would never know what turns out to be a daughter. And then, turns out, daughter's alive. She... And he's been watching her. Spoiler alert for the end of Kill Bill 2. And he, she fucking kills his ass anyway. So, yeah. Number four, Beatrix Kiddo. Yeah, I've never seen Kill Bill. But I appreciate every oh. point you made there. Especially about the one with having a baby with an assassin. That sounds dope. What? I, I mean, uh. I didn't even know... It you're came out three. when no, I didn't. I, no, you're gonna, just going to make me mad. You're just going to make me mad, Luke. Just go to your number three. Whatever, man. My number three <laughs> is Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she is... She, I mean, this show is incredible. And she, this mom just makes the show so much better because the way she like interacts with her children is so like on their level, but like motherly, if that makes sense. So she'll like talk to them, be like very blunt about whatever she's saying, but in like a motherly way. I I I love Linda Belcher. Also, her voice is just I I love it so much. It's so funny and. All of her quotes are like, here, only strippers shave above the knee. <laughs> like, I, I've watched Bob's Burgers like 
not much, but she is probably my favorite character on the show. Her or the like frumpy daughter. I can't remember. Like I really can't remember the names. I haven't watched it that much. But oh my god, I'm like quirky. Like she's like quirky, and I'm with, with it. The glasses and the yeah, the, bob haircut. That was a little surprising then... of a pick. I didn't even know you really watch Bob's Burgers, but I I used to watch it. a ton I've of it. That show. I like it. My number three. Uh, she actually, I was looking up her name, like in the movie. It's just I've looked up a lot of these names when I was trying to come up with this top five and the top three. A lot of them are just named Mom. This one also just named Mom. It's the mom from Sandlot. <laughs> Coolest mom in the world. And when I think back to it, that might have been my first love as a child. Because, uh, what's it, Karen Allen? Yeah. 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 Uh, That's her name, right? Yeah, I don't Karen know. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones. Hey, babe, but neither here nor there. We're talking about moms. It's getting weird. Um, but she like tells her kid to get out there and like make friends, like climb fences, scrape his knees, get dirty, get in trouble, like go have fun, stop being such a loser nerd, and go play some sports. And then he has the greatest adventure of his life and becomes a sports broadcaster. And so she led him to success. Also a babe, number three, mom from Sandlot. <laughs> Loser nerd. <laughs> like, I mean, he had a Rube Goldberg marble machine that he built with, like, that was robotic. And, and during the summer, what a nerd. Sounds like a great use of time to me. It was a lo- yeah, no, actually, that'd be really <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with that, but Karen Allen, mom, Sandlot, number three. All right, my number two. Helen Parr or Elastigirl from The Incredibles. Oh, that was on my list. I didn't. She was not top five on my list, though. She's a superhero, and she is so badass. All her powers are sick. She, sick. I mean, she's thick. She can be whatever size she wants to be. That's what's dope. I mean, the whole second movie of Incredibles basically highlights why she's such an incredible. Like mom and superhero, yeah. That I really don't have much more to say about no. it. Incredibles two top top sequel of all time. Ooh, most anticipated sequel of all time, possibly. Oh yeah, no, definitely anticipated, definitely, and also and delivered at the same time. And I'm with that pick also on my list, but not like my top five. Didn't crack it though. Just like you cracked that beer. That was weird timing. <laughs> All right. You're number My two. Number two. Uh, another one that didn't have a name. Her name is just Ma from Room. It's Brie Larson's character from Room. And this okay. is, if you haven't seen Room, holy shit. That's a fucked up movie, but it's super interesting. I don't think a movie has ever got my heart beating so fast. It's based on a true story, I think. Yeah, no, it's based on a true story. But anyway, this man kidnaps like this seventeen-year-old girl and locks her in a shed, and like rapes her. It's a really fucked up premise. But anyway, she's like, when the movie starts, she's like twenty-four and's got like a four-year-old kid from all like yeah this rape and stuff, and they live in a shed together. And they break out, and, like, this movie's super fucking interesting because the whole time it's, like, it's a four-year-old or five-year-old kid who's never, ever seen the world outside of this shed. So, like, he doesn't understand it. And one, she figures out a way to break him out. And two, she, like, tries, like, super hard to help this kid understand, like, what the world is outside of that shed because he doesn't, like literally can't comprehend it he thinks that is the world super interesting movie great mom and that's one of the few roles i've liked brie larson in so and she does a great job you know i think that's the one movie that when i say i don't like brie larson people tell me to go watch that movie and i i I, like i know the whole plot of it so i just do need to like watch it but at the same time 
I have such a disdain for Brie Larson. It's not even, it wasn't even that for me. It was like, I read the synopsis and I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that. Like, you got to have, you have to be in such a mood to watch like a thrilling, interesting movie to watch that movie because you can't ju- you can't just be in the mood to watch like a fun movie or something and be like oh i'm gonna watch room you're not gonna yeah. have a fun time with that movie <laughs> you really aren't like my heart beats out of my chest every i've watched that movie like five times because it's really really good but every time i am so anxious for like two days afterwards you're are you number two or number one now it's my number one you're number one yep okay molly uh, weasley from Harry Potter. Whoa. I yep. Solid pick. Dude, she is an incredible mother. And like the last uh, movie where she duels uh, Bellatrix and just fucking wipes the floor with her. Holy crap, man. I love Molly Weasley. She's so awesome. Be, uh, she, oh man, how many kids does she have? One, two, three, four, five. five. Oh, yeah, I think it's five. I think. Yeah. I'm not super well versed with the Harry Potter universe, so please yeah. forgive me. But, <laughs> and then she basically raises Harry as well, and Hermione's around a lot, and she teaches Harry everything, like his first time, his first few times going to Hogwarts. Um, I mean, every time I think about Molly Weasley, I always just think about the duel with her and Bellatrix, and I just I think it's yeah. she's such a badass. Badass mom counts as a, as a best mom. Works. I'm with it. All right. I'm also, not well versed in the Harry Potter universe, but it's I like to pick. You're number one. My number one is Rosie Betzler from Jojo Rabbit, and that's Scarlett Johansson. Oh, man. Dude, so I I really was thinking about this today, and there's no other number one for me because – so, like, obviously, I don't want to spoil all of Jojo Rabbit for people. This is going to be very hard to talk about without spoiling. Yeah, it's a recent movie, and – but anyway, so she harbors a Jewish girl in Nazi Germany while her husband, who was drafted to the Nazi army, went to war and then fled the war because he didn't agree with it. I'm pretty sure. Or he's dead. That's like that's not a big spoiler, so I think that's okay. And her son, Jojo Rabbit, is... A Nazi, and I think her most redeeming quality is I was thinking about this a lot today. Her she lets her son be a Nazi, and that's a good thing because, like, one for her personal benefit, it like allows uh, people like like not be on her trail. Like, her son's a big Nazi. Like, there's no way she's harboring a Jew. She's probably a Nazi too. She's like she's probably teaching him it. And then the other side, she's letting him, like, be himself. And later in the movie, she says he's, like, a fanboy. And he needs to, like, figure out himself that that's, like, all that's wrong and it's bad. And she, But she's letting him take that journey. But also, like, you can tell she's, like, planting kind of seeds in his head that it's wrong. Because she'll, she'll argue with him and, like, disagree with him. But she's not going to, like not let him wear his little Nazi outfit and stuff. And it's it was weird to think about, I guess, that that would be like her most redeeming quality. Not You're absolutely correct. Quality. She's saving a, well, Yeah, she's saving a Jewish girl, obviously, but like Yeah. That was I didn't really think about it that way until we decided we were going to do this list and I I don't know. I Taika Waititi's amazing, amazing man. Oh. Good and lord. Scarlett his, Johansson oh, man. is amazing in that role. She really is, and you're absolutely correct. She she lets him be who he wants to be and learn for himself. And I think that's just kind of like 
every kid like every kid thinks they know it all or wants to like learn it all or i she really lets him like grow into it and then learn on his own but also like you said while planting seeds and like pushing him in the correct direction that's an incredible yeah, number one and i'm really upset i didn't even think about that <laughs> dude um, it was such a hard list because there's so many things to pick from i couldn't i, I had such a hard time like yeah, narrowing dude. it all down I, <laughs> um it was an incredibly hard list there's so many like amazing like because we did fictional so that's tv and movies and i mean you could do a goddamn video game if you had a good one yeah really you could i'm sure i could think of a but, really good one but i'm uh, I guess my last point on my number one would be the scene where she like puts the ash on half of her face and plays the dad and the mom with Jojo <laughs> is maybe one of the most like funny, like well acted and like also like really serious scenes as a kid who grew up with like one parent. They have to play both sides and like it was I don't know. That scene was really, really, really good. I love that scene. Um, yeah. And so, like, I, that's that's my last point. Rosie Betzler, my number one. Scar Joe. That's an incredible number one. And now... Yeah. For the top three worst moms in fiction. Before anybody freaks out, the reason we didn't include Kate McAllister, the mom from Home Alone is because she is by far the worst fictional mother for simply leaving her child at home for three times while going on vacation. That's all. Oh, dude. This was, this was maybe harder. I didn't have rank. a hard time with this at all. I mean, I had really? a hard time finding okay. a lot of them, but I found three that I was just like, damn, they are Bad moms. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like it. I'm gonna go first because I'm really intrigued by your number one. No, I want to go. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Go first. Yeah, I'm intrigued by your number one. My number three is Skylar White from Breaking Bad. You found out your husband's dealing a shitload of meth. Just take your kids and go to your goddamn DEA brother-in-law and turn him in. It's the stupid, like, this just the one plot hole in that fucking show. And, like, there's kind of, like, he kind of ties her in, so she's going to get time, too, or whatever. She could totally get out of that. She had no idea at the time. It'd be, yeah, she'd be fine. She has a brother-in-law in the D-E fucking A. Just, what are you doing? Why are you putting your kids in this situation? You're a horrible mother. And she's a cunt throughout the whole show. <laughs> You're number three. <laughs> mine's a little like it's not as serious as that one it's evelyn harper though from two and a half men because yo yeah she does not care about her children unless it benefits her other than that she does not care at all and the one thing that i can think of particularly is um at Charlie's funeral, she like talks about selling his house or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like with zero, like because she's a real estate agent, and she's like she talks about selling it with like some good interest rate or something like that. And I was like, "You are straight up a terrible mother." <laughs> Obviously, there's multiple explanations or like examples throughout the show. I just she truly does not care about her children and like puts up a facade basically that she does here's something you'll remember that's gonna blow your fucking mind because i was looking i thought of her too and i totally forgot about the episode where charlie's dating this like goth like dark girl kind of thing like she's got like black hair like real pale skin like mm -hmm. black lipstick and all that and uh, she's like putting hexes on Charlie and Alan and whatever. And uh, Evelyn Harper 
calls her off because Evelyn Harper is the leader of the witch's coven that that girl's a part of. Wow. She's literally the head witch of a coven. I mean, <laughs> that just that's just... a bad, that's a horrible mother. Play why she's a bad. I forgot about that completely. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'll go. Uh, nail in the coffin there. <laughs> All right, my two. number two. Again, no name, just called Mama. So I've had, I've had Mom, I've had Ma, and I've had Mama. This is Mama from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That fat bitch didn't do anything. The dad dies. And she just she just eats and gets fat and just sleeps and sits on this one couch and lets her kids like raise each other. And one of them is like very, very uh, mentally handicapped. Yeah. Horrible. That's mother. bad mom. That's a really yeah. bad mom. Yeah. And then the best part of the movie is the end where they burn that fat bitch. She's dead at the point, but still, like the fucker. <laughs> I hate, like, I really, really hate that mom in that movie. It's like the worst part of the movie. The movie's so goddamn sad. Yeah, that. Uh... Did you know? Fun fact about what's eating Gilbert Grape. Did you know that Leonardo DiCaprio showed up for the Oscars for the first time after that movie and. Uh, everyone that like all the paparazzi and all the actors and stuff were very very surprised that he actually wasn't like mentally handicapped. He was. I actually didn't know that. Know. Yeah. I crazy uh, right? That's pretty insane. Because in my mind, in my let me yeah, I can't just kind of say that explaining. In my mind, that like shows how respectful and like well he played it and didn't like go over the top and be like disrespectful about it at all and like did it well and whatever so yeah cause I, I think if you go over the top cool. yeah if you go yeah. over the top it's not as convincing so i think he probably yeah. respected like them, it yeah them genuinely believing he was made it like that he played it well and didn't yeah like what i said but fun fact yeah. about that movie. You're number two. Mallory Archer. <laughs> from Archer. Because she, she's just, man, I don't even know how to get into this one. She's, she's just straight up a terrible mother. She puts her son in like the most ridiculous worst positions ever but he also helps himself into those positions so like eh. but she loves her dog more than her son and i think that's what gets me the most and she's like very abusive towards her son and oh yeah not what, not what the type of mother that, that i would like i didn't even think about her but as soon as you said that i thought about the episode where uh she like steals his bike when he's a kid to teach him oh my god about, like leave it out or whatever but she never gives it back to actually teach the lesson yeah she <laughs> he has all of these like like traumatizing stories from his childhood because of her <laughs> just not being a good mother like that is a great example where it's like quite a simple like just give it back I believe she does the same thing with his car at a later point in the show. Yeah, that's the whole thing. She, the whole episode, she takes his car, then she gives him. She does the same she, thing. She gets him a car, and then she gets the car stolen away from him. Yeah, it's just a bad, bad mom. No lessons were taught and with any of that. And she's the leader of like a spy organization, so it's not like he might not have unlocked the car or like left the keys in it or whatever. No, she, she has a connection with literally yeah. everything. Yeah. They never explained that, but I feel like that's probably like supposed to be what's insinuated, I guess. Yeah. It's not, it's not like somebody just like walked up and took his car. It's, no, she had somebody that was very professional come steal his car because it, it was a state of the art car. Mm-hmm. 
that doesn't have a butler in it. Uh, no, it's got the uh, it's like got the wet and, bar. Yeah, yeah, yep, it's got the wet bar. All right, you're number two. No, my number one. You're number one. I forgot that I. I just realized uh, all of like they're all really kind of dark. The ones I picked, but I also kind of have a tie for my number one. And I'm gonna see if your number one is also my number one. So I'm gonna go with the dark one because I think yours might be the same as like my other one might be the same as you. Anyway, it's a uh, Penny Fleck from Joker. That is a horrible mother. She, I mean, like, beats him and, like, ties him to a radiator and, like, lies to him and, like, fucks with him mentally. And it's really fucked up. I mean. I mean, that sounds pretty ideal to me, Drew. So, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what fantasy world you're living in. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I really just realized that my top three are kind of, like, really dark, bad moms and not, like. Like your bad moms are from comedies. Uh, my next one's pretty dark. Okay. So. Okay, then I'm gonna also give my my tide for number one is uh Linda Flynn Fletcher from Phineas and Ferb. Horrible. Oh my god! What a horrible mother. <laughs> what do you mean? She's letting her children spark their creativity, Drew. And then she completely just shuts out her daughter and doesn't believe a word she says. Oh but no, also, you're absolutely correct. Uh, she makes Phineas her daughter feel like she's definitely insane. uh the was it oh god a doofin what? Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, it's definitely Doofenshmirtz's kid. Because they look exactly like so and you have the cheating whore. whore. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just... Hold on. Now, I agree she may be shutting out her daughter. But and her, her and her husband... Little shit kid, do whatever they want. Come on, now. Can't just be building space stations and shit, all right? I... You're like eight years old. <laughs> if my mother stopped me from building a space station when I was eight years old, no. I tell you what. My Legos would be thrown all over the floor. How she, uh, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. But I mean, she's not a good mother. Let's be real. She's... <laughs> I don't, that's such a random one. I was not expecting that coming from you. I didn't honestly. even I didn't even really watch that show as a kid, but I just like I know that she was not a good mom. So that was like the yeah. era where, like, like was a, it wasn't was cool to watch Disney work. Channel anymore. I always watched. Disney I was Channel. never. A Disney. Well, my parents, my mom thought that SpongeBob would rot my brain. So, uh, in reality, I did it myself. Um, <laughs> and uh, so she's like, "Disney Channel is good," and I was like, "Yeah, whatever." I didn't mind Disney Channel. I watched like a bunch of like Drake and Josh. And that stuff too, and like Danny Phantom, but like that was on the phase. Phineas and Ferb was Nez Declassified. Uh, Phineas and Ferb was on the phase out, it was like when I was stopping watching it, but yeah, same. That was a good show that I think I would have enjoyed a lot more had I been like a little bit younger. Yeah, what I really think of is the scene where she like catches Phineas and Ferb and she realizes everything that her daughter's been like telling her for. Like forever. Hey man, like, it's only one summer, so. <sighs> yeah, that's right. That is. It's true. That's it. It's in the theme. It's in the it's theme an infinite song. summer. It's a verbal gif of me being Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We did the thing. It's the. It's one summer. <laughs> oh god you're number one <laughs> Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones this I mom basically killed all of her children uh, if not put her all of her children in a position to die she clearly favors her firstborn who is a psych- psychopath that tortures animals and people for fun uh, she only loves her daughter because it's her only daughter and she ser- she shares similarities with her and her final child is actually never protected from the eldest's bullying. And eventually uh, she drives him to kill himself. And she's 
the worst mother ever. She's also the I'm... worst human ever, probably, in the Game of Thrones universe. I got nothing on that one, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I never watched Game of Thrones. I was going You're not to missing it, out but... on a lot because last season was absolute garbage. And yeah. it just basically if if you just remove the last season from all of Game of Thrones, it's fine. And it's like, well, it's feasible. Like, I mean, the first six seasons were incredible. Season seven was and eh, season eight was like I could have written a better story for that. But we're not going to get into that because I will get I don't actually angry about yeah, it. Yeah, I know I'm like I'm not gonna get into it either, but as soon as like um, once it got to season eight, and I knew it was the last season. I was like, "All right, I'll just wait for this to end, and I'll just go watch it." And then on Twitter every Sunday night for however many fucking episodes, it was just people was bashing on it, just like this fucking sucks. This is terrible, and I don't want to watch something that I know has a terrible ending, so I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah, it's not worth it at this point. Had season eight ended like even remotely respectable, it'd have been like, "Yeah, you should go watch it," but yeah. So no, it's not worth it now. Whatever. So uh yeah, that's our list of uh best and worst fictional mothers. If we missed anything or like you have your own, please tweet at us, DM us or whatever. Facebook, Snapchat me, I don't give a shit. Also, if you have any movies that you want to hear us talk about or TV shows, just let us know. Uh and then Give us a like and follow on Spotify as well. And It'll I think definitely help out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'm sure you want to too. I want to thank everybody for listening again to episode two. Oh, absolutely. We have a lot of listeners, a lot more than I was expecting. That's for sure. And I really appreciate everybody listening. Um, I hope that we're helping you get through these mundane times. Yeah. I mean, cracking a beer and listening to us hopefully is helping you out I, in some way or another, I guess. Yeah, I think that you got anything else, Luke? Nope, that's it for me. All right, gang, let's chug our beers.